a podcast of global education news and advocacy. EI is more than 400 teacher and educator unions and professional associations in 173 countries, representing 32 million members. Here's your host. My name is Tuot Kahwe. I'm working for Education International. And today with me, I have Tore Asmussen, International Secretary of the Danish Union of Teachers, mm-hmm. and Dan Martin, Director of the International and Social Justice Program at the Canadian Teachers Federation. Good to be here. My first question for you would be, how important is it to work collectively as a network? Yeah, I'll start. Thanks. Thanks very much for the question and thanks for the invitation to be here. The topic is critically important and the question is a really good one to start. I think it's extremely important. It's essential that we look for opportunities to work together. We seek unity within all of the countries where we work and we very much want to foster a cooperative approach to working in the countries where we are engaged and I think that those same principles should apply to us as partners from the north. If we are hoping that teacher organizations in developing countries throughout the world will will come together or work in unity with one another then I think it makes sense for us to do the same. I agree, and, and, and for us to be able to do that, we are very dependent on Education International, on the regional offices, for them to advise us and guide us in working together, making sure that all the unions in need are being uh, uh, assisted somehow or another. I could follow a bit of all the debates around, you know, we need to meet the needs mm-hmm. of, of the beneficiaries, so mm-hmm. to speak. Do you think actually working as a network is really going to uh, help? How can it really help to really answer the needs, better target them? We, you know, to, to kind of echo the comments that Tor said a moment ago, uh, we rely not only on Education International, but also the other affiliates within Education International, because in some cases, for instance, DLF may have been engaged with a partner for a number of years, and if the Canadian Teachers Federation is is starting or seeking to start a relationship with that same partner organization, we have to rely on DLF uh, or other organizations to, to gather as much information as we can to know really what the needs are, to know what the needs are and also to know what the capacities are so that we are not replicating work that's already been done or we're not trying to serve needs that don't really exist. And at the same time, I think we, sh- we try as much as possible to invite the organizations we work with to, to work more as a group rather than having two bilateral mm-hmm. projects, one with CTF, one with DLF, maybe having a more common working ground, mm-hmm. which will even enhance the learning experience from each other and the coordination of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm wrong, but it seems to me that uh, working as a network can also um, give the partners, uh, the donors or the beneficiaries to equip them with the tools also to probably go against um, sometimes the governments. A donor union has its own goal engaging in a project mm-hmm. at international level. Mm-hmm. The beneficiary 
also has its own goal. But mm -hmm. sometimes you have another donor working with the union donor, which has also its own goal. So mm -hmm. it's not so easy to really make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. So how do you see this? Um, how can you make everybody happy at the end? But, uh, you know, you see, the Danish government supports the the Danish Union of Teachers support to other teacher unions. And they do that because they believe that a strong civil society is important in any kind of democracy. Without having strong actors in the, in the civil society, the government is not being kept, what can you call it, alert or... Mm -hmm. Uh, kept at its uh, toes mm -hmm. and make sure that corruption and this responsible to to the people of the country. So in that sense, I I don't see it. Uh, I don't see the interest of the back donor, the Danish government, and what the organization out there wants. I don't see that as a conflict. But there might be a conflict in how to report things, in, in, in what to prove to be able to get money, and so on and so forth. And that's where I believe we, the Danish Union of Teachers, play an important role to ease some of these um, demands so that they don't get out there to, to a small, weak, maybe weak organization. Um, we have a role there to, 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 to make sure as middlemen or as, as um, earth delivers, uh, whatever you will call it. And I, I think that that's a very important role for us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would add to that that um, I, I think the question that you ask again is a very good one because there are going to be occasions when um, partners that might consider working together don't complement one another in terms of their um, their skills and their directions and their experiences. So, for example, I think that while um, while, while partnership and working in networks is extremely important, it's also very very important to know. Um, what your own individual uh, values are, what your own individual core uh, areas of work are, what your own individual strengths and weaknesses are. So I'll give a specific example. Uh, we as the Canadian Teachers Federation, uh, we do a lot of work in the area of capacity building, a lot of work in the area of gender equality, a lot of work in the area of professional development, but we have no experience whatsoever working with uh, refugee communities as an example. So if there were uh, a project that was uh, that was launched, uh, organizations were looking for partnership, we as CTF would probably back away from it simply because we wouldn't have as much to offer as other organizations would. So I, I think your question is good. Uh, obviously, uh, working in, in collaboration, working in consortium is very, very beneficial uh, for northern partners, for southern partners but we have to know ourselves as well. Mm -hmm. I think also uh, working as a network can maybe help to reaffirm these values that you mm -hmm. have, at least some of them. And it's also, um, yeah, experience sharing. It was very enlightening to see that um, solidarity, development cooperation is not only about uh, financing money, but it's also what you can bring, any union can bring experience to any other union 
uh, a Southern Union in that way can help another Southern Union or even a Northern Union to give to give it a uh, food for thought. Talking about uh, co development cooperation partners, what should partners on which topic should they exchange experience? One of one of the, the many values of these meetings that we've attended the last couple of days has been the opportunity to meet face to face with people in a more informal setting. Mm -hmm. So whether we are in the in the uh, lunch line picking up a sandwich or going out for a meal in the evening, it gives us the opportunity to exchange um, in ways that we we could do by Skype or by phone or by email, but it's just uh, a lot easier, it's a lot richer when we're in the same room and we're having that chance to to discuss and debate face to face. Because one of the things is that, that we who, us who work with development corporation, we are a very small part of our, our own organization. Mm -hmm. And our own organization is very focused on national issues. So, we as um, staff members of all, our organization are kind, are kind of isolated working with international. And most of our colleagues will say, oh, international sounds very interesting, but they don't really know so much about it. So this is also an opportunity to meet with colleagues who works in the same kind of organization mm -hmm. with the same kind of issues. And that is a, a, a revealing... Uh, learning experience where where people who who are in the same situation share things which comes from everything from being in such an organization to sharing methods mm -hmm. to to sharing information about what people know and have seen so so it's it's on many levels that we actually can gain from being together do you think like this network could be used as an argument, as a tool for you to go and see, go back to your union and say, see, we should actually adjust our uh, reporting so this union can grow. Right. How can it be used? It, it's, it's a really, really good question. And it depends, uh, Torres talked about who is the original donor? Who is the, the back donor, I think, is the term that, uh, that you've been using. And, and sometimes, uh, in the case of Canadian Teachers Federation, the, the, the source donor is a federal government. And they have extremely strict guidelines in what reports have to look like. Mm -hmm. and, and there can be no variation from those guidelines. In other cases, however, uh, many of our projects are funded through contributions that our member organizations make to the CTF. So there we have a little bit more latitude. Um, but in direct answer to your question, I think that uh, it's extremely important that we be flexible in terms of uh, you know what reports look like. So if DLF and CTF are working together, uh, and we know that we're going to be collecting a report at a certain stage of the project, absolutely it would be important for us in advance to sit down and say, what are the expectations that we have for this mm -hmm. report? Mm -hmm. What are the questions that we want mm -hmm. to ask? What is the, what's the information that we want to gather? Mm -hmm. um, I'll just tell you a very quick anecdote. About a year ago, uh, I was doing some planning with partners in a, in a country in West Africa, and it became clear to me that uh, this organization had many, many, many international partners. And they were um, seeking 
funding, understandably, from as many different sources as they could. Hmm. The problem, of course, was that when they received all this funding, they had to write dozens of reports. And every single donor organization had a different set of expectation for what those reports looked like. So the receiving organization, the, the partner in West Africa, was overwhelmed, was was completely drowning in in the reports that they had to write. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a prime example of how the receiving organization didn't want to say no to any opportunity, but the donor organizations also were not working together as a network, as a consortium, which would have made life easier mm-hmm. both for the donor organization and for the recipient organization. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's very, very important to have that communication between all of the organizations that work in consortium mm-hmm. to say, what are the expectations that we have? Are we able to use a single a model, a single template in order to gather reports, for mm-hmm. example? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think one of the important roles uh, which I have is, again, to make sh- make sure that I just get the information I need to report back to the back donor. I can do all that writing. Mm-hmm. Even when we're doing the project document, I will go out and and try to find out what are, what are the needs and ask people, get them to reflect about their own, maybe do some kind of uh, process, facilitate a process where they discuss what what do they want. And when we got that, then I will use that to write the full uh, project document because they might not have the capacity, they might not have the time, they might not have the experience. Yeah. So you would just do the tweaking, uh, the translation. Yes, yes the translation and, and all these buzzwords that my uh, government likes to hear, uh, just change the wording. So I think that's one of the, I think it's one of our roles and being together, you know, we get some fifths and ideas from each other on how to do this in a way, uh, or we try to, to, to find ways of having similar way of reporting so that they only need to do one way of reporting instead of learning many uh, ways of reporting. And I think it goes also beyond the only the reporting. Mm. So, so working as a network probably is also working towards the sustainability of mm. a project because if you don't have this common view mm. as as partners, as donors, mm. uh, you may just go one year, it's me, another mm. year, and it's not going to help right. much no. really at the end, um, the beneficiary, yeah. the receiving um, union. That's true. Mm. And I, I think here, what, what, I think here, it, 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 that that is an issue, and it's especially an issue when you have a partner, which, again, in quotes, is weak, because standing there, maybe four organizations working together to support them, mm-hmm. you know, we will have our discussions and and with them, and they. Are they strong enough to, to go up against us and say, listen, no, you're thinking wrong. Mm-hmm. What we need is actually this. And that's that's an area where Education International is extremely important in, 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 in making sure that the re- recipient organization, the, the partner organization out there is being heard and their interest is being uh, um, addressed addressed because it the coordination of such a network is education international our our role is 
is a bit different than it would have been if it was a bilateral. Mm-hmm. I mean, directly from DLF to to another organization. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I would say the reason why DLF is part of a consortium or such a network in 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 Liberia and still is uh, is certainly because of the learning we have by working with CTF, the Swedish and the Norwegian uh, teachers union. It's it's it has been a really good learning process for us to see in action how they work with with issues. And I'll just pick up a little bit on that issue of sustainability as well. Essentially, that's what we want to do. We want to work ourselves to the point where we're no longer needed, right? We mm-hmm. want the, the the partner organizations to uh, to develop the capacity so that they're responding uh, to the needs of their members. They they're becoming responsive and and relevant to teacher organizations that are really uh, fulfilling the mandate that they have. So um, yeah, I mean. Uh, there's so much to be gained by working in in partnership in consortium that uh, it's certainly an area that we're going to be looking forward to doing more of in the years to come thank you very much mm-hmm. yeah thanks for, welcome thanks for having us yes <laughs> to get the latest global education news and advocacy subscribe to ed voices on your favorite podcast app or anytime on soundcloud And as always, tell a friend, spread the word, and please give us a review on iTunes.